With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, welcome in. Episode 119, our divisional weekend gambling show on What's Right with Nick Wright. We mentioned this on Thursday's show. I'm going to mention it again here. We had a goal of 100,000 YouTube subscribers before the end of the year. We fell short of it. We are now almost at 94,000 subscribers. If we could get to 100,000 before the Super Bowl, it's an ambitious goal. We only have a few weeks. We'd have to add a couple thousand a week. But if you enjoy this show, if you vibe with this show, uh, and you're not already subscribing, please do so. We get a sweet plaque, and Demonze's getting ready to move to Los Angeles, and I would really like to send the plaque with him. There's also a financial incentive. Demonze's got this Twitch stream he's trying to build up. I think it'd be a pretty cool background thing 100%. to have a 100,000 YouTube subscriber thing in the background there. So if you are not already subscribing and you would, that would be great. The other thing you could do if you are uh, What's Right with Nick Wright and Demonze super fan, if such a thing exists, if you wanted to tweet out the link to our YouTube stream and tell your folks to subscribe, We'd greatly appreciate it. Again, we're about 6,500 short of 100,000 goal. And once I get to 100,000, by the way, I'm just I'm, I'm done with the show. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I will keep the show going, but I would like to get to it. Okay. This is, I don't know if you know this, Demonze. This is my favorite sports weekend of the year. The second round of the playoffs? The divisional round of the playoffs because we have four games no, traditionally, Wild Card Weekend was also four games, but then they expanded it to when they added the seventh playoff teams. But you have four games, and the reason I like this more than Conference Championship Weekend is Conference Championship Weekend, yes, you usually get the best teams, but historically, one of those games is usually a blowout. blowout. Right. There's only two games. All day Saturday, you're just anticipating Sunday. This is... If we were to have said at various points throughout the season, who are the best teams in football? Of the eight teams remaining, six of them are left. In one order or another, almost all year long, the six best teams in football were Kansas City, Philly, Cincinnati, Buffalo, San Francisco, and Dallas. None of them got upset this weekend. A few of them almost did, but none of them got upset. You then have the Jags, who have been one of the hottest teams the second half of the year, and then the Giants, who were one of the hottest teams at the beginning of the year with that 6-1 and start that they had. So it's a great weekend. It's my favorite weekend of football. First, before we get to our picks for this weekend, we will recap last weekend. It started amazingly. We started 3-0. We finished four and two, which is absolutely fine. 
It keeps us. It's another profitable weekend. It means our last two weeks of giving out picks on this show because we went 11 and three is 15 and five. And five. Right. Wait. Yeah. 15, 15 and five. So 75% against the spread the last two weeks on this show. We'll go through each game. San Francisco minus nine and a half against Seattle. Oh, the other thing that we should mention is week uh is that we also on last week's show, we gave out a te- a Saturday teaser that hit Niners Jags. We gave out and on the offer, the 11 to 1 offer was the Jags money line, Lawrence over 248 passing yards, and the Niners minus 16 and a half. That almost died before it had any chance to live because not only were the Niners trailing at halftime, but when they scored 25 straight in the second half, that put them up 24. Seahawks scored, and if they kicked the extra point, the offer's an auto winner. They did the smart thing. They went for two. That could have made it a 16-point game. The Niners stop it, so the offer wins. Demonze's feeling some type of way about the offer because he puts in all these exotic parlays yeah. and does not take up the, the offer. offer. And the offer is hit, what, four times this year? About maybe, a num- possibly more. Maybe yeah, four. four. A number of times. Right. But now we can get back to last week's pick. So the Niners minus nine and a half to me, was the safest bet of the weekend. And the reason I feel comfortable saying that is because even though they trailed at halftime, they still won easily. The Seahawks just couldn't match up with them. Obviously, Jacksonville plus two and a half was not what we would call a safe bet. (laughs) However, what is remarkable about it is even they had found a way, thanks to the Trevor two-point conversion, where getting those two and a half points absolutely could have been the reason we won. If they get stuffed on that fourth and one, they lose 30 to 28, but we the offer doesn't come in, but we still win because we're getting the two and a half points. Miami plus 13 and a half didn't look safe early, and then it looked like a Miami money line was absolutely in play and honestly should have been in play. Miami... Uh, it, it had an amazing comeback. They took the lead. And then even after they relinquished the lead, even after they were down 10 after taking the lead, they then fought back and had a great chance at what should have been at least a game-tying field goal, but they butchered the very end of that game. But the plus 13 and a half is good. Minnesota minus three. We were on the wrong side of that one. No way around it. Even though we were on the wrong side of that one, if Kirk Cousins could have picked up that third and eight or fourth and eight and they end up going to overtime, I feel like we would have been in decent shape, but that Minnesota defense was awful. Baltimore plus eight and a half was another one that we said we thought they could win outright with Tyler Huntley. They should have won that game. Yeah. The Cincinnati, their turnover luck in these playoffs the last two years has been historic. Joe Burrow has played five playoff games. The Bengals defense has forced 11 turnovers in those five playoff games. Wow. And the fumble six that Huntley, you know, Trevor, it's funny. Trevor said he, the play was not for him to leap. He did that on his own. They had a different play called. He saw it was open. He went and did it. It worked. He's a hero. 
The play for Huntley was not for him to leave. He went and did it. He saw it. He was wrong. He's a GOAT. The difference, one of the differences that I would point out is the risk of that leap is exactly what happened to Huntley. Ball gets knocked out of your hands and the team goes the other way. He got different builds, though. Not only they have different builds, you screw that up on a two-point conversion, your worst-case scenario is a four-point swing. Right. You screw it up when Huntley screwed it up, and it is a 14-point swing. And even after the fun, so, so many things there, because Cincinnati was not moving the ball. If he just gets stuffed, if they kick the field goal, I think they win. If they go for it and don't get it and they get stuffed, I don't think Cincinnati moves the ball at all. Right. And all of a sudden, you're punting probably back to Baltimore down or a tie game, and Justin Tucker's a huge weapon. Even with the fumble, if they call the block in the back that happened at the 30-yard line on the return, now Cincinnati has the ball on the 40, right. and Baltimore's even playing so good. It was just that was the exact way for Baltimore to lose that game, and they lost the game. Also, while Huntley... They had first and goal from the four. They handed the ball to running backs one time. They threw the ball to a fullback on first down. It was a bad pass. They handed the ball to a running back on second down, got it to the one, got three yards, and then, and then the quarterback sneak. I I feel like that Greg Roman's got to go back and say, man, we're playing Baltimore Ravens football, first and goal from the four, hand that ball off four times. Yeah. Hand the ball off to J.K. Dobbins four four times and see what we can do. And then, obviously, the one we were the furthest off on and the one game we have not yet talked about on this show, Tampa and Dallas. Dallas annihilated the Bucs. It has absolutely stripped any fear I think anyone should have of Tampa away. I think that, or of Brady, I should say. Tampa's obviously done. Brady's right. leaving. They're in a terrible cap situation. But a lot of us thought, that Brady all year, all year long when Brady felt a pass rush, he would throw and duck. He would throw and duck so he wouldn't get hit. I think a lot of us, I know I did, assumed because he's old, he was preserving his body for the playoffs. And then once the playoffs came, he would take the punishment, take the hits, and stand in the pocket. And while that game turned into a laugher, Demonte. They were down 6 nothing with the ball inside the five. And Brady turned and ducked at a pass rush, and that's why he didn't get enough on it to get the ball out of the back of the end zone and threw a pick, and that is what kind of opened the floodgates. So if I, there are... Brady's going to play next year. I no longer fear him. If he were on San Francisco, he could win a Super Bowl because they're showing... They can win with any quarterback. But if he goes to Miami, they're not good enough. If he goes to the Raiders, they're not good enough. If he goes to the Jets, they're not good enough. And you feel like I kind of insulted Brock Purdy there? 100%. Okay, we'll talk him in a moment. (laughs) We'll also talk Cowboys in a moment. That's last week. Now we get to our picks from this week, and we will do them in the order that the games are. We are starting with the Kansas City Chiefs, minus eight and a half, at home against Jacksonville. We like the Chiefs, and we like the Chiefs significantly in this football game. This is where it is instructive to remind the audience what the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have have done in their first playoff games of the 
of each season. So in the first playoff game Mahomes ever played against the Indianapolis Colts, they won by 18 points. In the first playoff game Mahomes played in the following year, at home against the Texans, they were down 24 nothing in the second quarter. They led the game at halftime. They were down 24 nothing in the second quarter. They led the game at halftime, and they won 51 to 31. So they're down 24 nothing. They still covered. The next year, they're playing the Browns. They are crushing the Browns at halftime. Mahomes got hurt, had to leave the game. They won by five. So they didn't cover there, but that's a little bit of a question mark there. And that was the game where they thought Mahomes got a concussion. He actually got choked, so they wouldn't let him go back in the game. He did the get up and stumble and fall. So they they blacked him out from the game. I actually talked to him right after the game. He said... Passed all my concussion tests. If you watch the video, I never even got hit in the head. But when the guy tackled him, the guy's forearm went up against his neck and it just like briefly ran caught out of off. air. Yeah. Caught off either blood flow or air to his brain. And so it like it, he fainted, but it wasn't a head injury, but they wouldn't let him go back in. So they didn't a that, long tackle. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> That's also one of the reasons why I believed um the two of them. The, right, yeah. Because even though it wasn't that type of play. Just because something looks like a concussion doesn't mean it is a concussion. All right, and then last year, first game of the playoffs against the Steelers, they win by uh, 21, and it wasn't even that close. Andy Reid, and last year was not off a bye, it should be noted. But Andy Reid off a bye against an inferior opponent, typically from the AFC South, oddly enough, the Chiefs put it on. Additionally, we saw this game earlier this year. The Chiefs won by 10 in a way no team has won a game in the NFL all year. So prior to Jags Chargers, where the Jags turned the ball over five times, Chargers zero and one, there had been 37 games in the NFL this year where a team won the turnover margin by three or more. Those teams were 36 and one. The one loss was Jags Chiefs when the Chiefs turned the ball over three times and put it on the Jaguars. Furthermore, it's not just they turned the ball over three times. The Jags started the game with a surprise onside kick and got it. So they essentially won the turnover battle for nothing. And despite that, that game was 20 to nothing and 27 to 10 at various times. The Jags added a garbage time touchdown to make it 27-17, it was never in question. Now I'm going to go a little a step further. That Jags pass defense can get got, as we saw in the first half yes, or this past weekend. Also, the Chiefs, in a stat no one believes, but I promise is true, had the second most sacks of any team in the NFL this year. Only the Eagles had more. Chris Jones against the middle of that Jacksonville defensive line will be a problem for them. Mahomes will be sensational. Mahomes already, the all-time record for three touchdown playoff games is 11, I believe, by Brady. He's played almost 50 playoff games. Then someone has nine, someone has eight. Mahomes has seven. It's fourth most ever. 
He's only played 11 playoff games. So in seven of his 11, he's gone for three touchdowns. The Chiefs are at home. They are right now the healthiest they have been all year. And one other thing the Chiefs did this year that I think was very smart. I think they knew from the very beginning of the season that Jarek McKinnon, number one for them, their running back who started the year third string, Mm -hmm. was their best back. However, I think they also know he's a guy whose whole career has been defined by injury. So they slowly used him. And they upped his usage right before the stretch run for the playoffs. He won AFC Offensive Player of the Month uh, for with nine touchdown catches. I think the Chiefs annihilate the Jags. I've been high on the Jags. I told you guys five weeks ago, the Jags were not going to lose again until the divisional round in Kansas City. The bracket had not even been set, yet I was very confident that the divisional round in Kansas City would be Jags coming to KC. I've got Kansas City minus eight and a half. Go ahead, DeMond. Doug Peterson is 6-0 and against the spread as a postseason underdog. It's very impressive. And Mah- now, keep no. in mind, just keep in mind that three of those games came when the Eagles had the one seed and they were home dogs because uh, they had a backup quarterback in. So I do there are at least two of those games. That is noteworthy, but go ahead. Right, fair enough. Mahomes is 11 and, 11 and 18 against the spread when the Chiefs are favorites by seven or more. Yep. Obviously, he did cover the nine and a half spread earlier this year against the Jags. So that is true. But let's let's again, though, look at the what he is in the postseason. Okay. First playoff game against the Colts covered the spread. Second playoff game against the Patriots. Didn't cover the spread that was in overtime. All right, so it was one and one. The year they won the Super Bowl, covered the spread all three times against the Texans, Titans, and Niners. All three of those games down by double digits. All three of those games won by double digits. Covered the spread all three times. So he's four and one. I'm going to throw out the Browns game that I mentioned because he got hurt. He He was en route to covering. He got knocked out of the game. Against the Bills, AFC Championship game. Covered the spread, one by 14. So now five and one. Super Bowl against the Bucs obviously did not cover. Okay. Against the, the the very next year, against the Steelers covered the spread. So he's six and two. Against the Bills covered the spread in overtime. Okay. Seven and two. Against the Bengals, obviously did not cover. They lost. That's another game. They're up 21 to three, and the Mahomes melted down. So he's seven and three in the playoffs against the spread. With the one seven and four technically, but one of those games he got knocked out. I trust the Chiefs. I trust Mahomes. I have not bet on the Chiefs a lot this year. Bet on the Jags far more often, but I like the Chiefs minus eight and a half. Next right. one. This to me was the hardest game to pick. I don't I I'm telling you right now, I will bet all of these. These are my four picks. This is the one that I have the least confidence in. Mm. Giants plus seven and a half at Philly. Ultimately, I just took the points. I have been of the belief that Philly is not as good as their record suggests. Lane Johnson's going to try to come back. I don't know how full strength he's going to be. And Jalen Hurts is obviously not 100%. However, the Giants, there is a version of this game where Daniel Jones gets sacked 
seven times where he fumbles like he used to, and the Eagles, with their pass rush alone, dominate this football game. Right. However, Dable is an excellent coach. We saw the Giants' backups recently play Philly in the final week of the season and only lose by six. And it's a little misleading. They were down by more than that, but they came back a bit. I Again, I don't have a super strong feeling on this game, but if I don't have a super strong feeling, and I'm getting more than a touchdown, and it's one of a scenario where they could be down 14 and I'm still alive, I'll go ahead and grab the seven and a half points, but I don't feel great about Let it. Let me add something mm-hmm. here. The The Giants played the Eagles back in week 11, and it was this same exact line, mm-hmm. and they ended up losing by 26 points. Okay, and I actually, I actually think it was worse than that because they lost 44 to 22 in that game, and or 48 to 22. And that game was 48 to 14 with like a couple minutes left. So they all, you know, I mean, they lost by 26. They were down by uh, 34. So, yes, I agree. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, you're nine and four betting NFC East teams this year, though you went 0 and 2 last week, including betting against the Giants, despite knowing the Vikings are flawed. Mm-hmm. You're also 5 and 1 in the NFC East divisional games. Seems like whatever you pick, you're bound to cash in. Well, I appreciate that. I'm telling you right now, I don't feel super strong about this game. <laughs> I feel, I, I feel like the smart play is divisional game. What we saw last week, right? Right. Dolphins, Bills, divisional game, the dog covered easily. Bengals, Ravens, divisional game, the dog covered easily. We're now getting Giants, Philly, divisional game. Also, by the way, oddly enough, every single game thus far this playoffs has been a rematch of the regular season. First round, every single game was. This round, every game is except for San Francisco, Dallas. And that's a rematch of last year's wildcard round. It's kind of an oddity that's happened this year. I'll take the Giants plus the points, but I don't trust Daniel Jones. I don't trust the Giants as a whole, and that Philly defense is awesome, but I'll begrudgingly grab the seven and a half points. All right, we will take a very quick break. We will come back. We will come with my second favorite bet of the weekend, and then we'll also do San Francisco-Dallas. We have Cincy Buffalo and San Francisco-Dallas. We'll do those next. What's right? What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. 
That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. All right, welcome back in. Divisional weekend. What's right with Nick Wright? Our gambling show, episode 119. Again, remember to subscribe. Also remember, hit the bell if you are a subscriber on YouTube. Uh, and you'll get an alert when we go live on Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform as well if you'd like. All right, next game, Cincinnati-Buffalo. I have a feeling DeMar Hamlin will lead them out of the tunnel. This is obviously the rematch of the game that we didn't get to see finished, but, and it was very early, Cincinnati did appear to be in good shape in that game. They had driven down and scored. They had then stopped the Bills home to a field goal and drove again. Now, since then, in that game, Cincinnati didn't have Lyle Collins. They they might have also not had Alex Kappa, but they don't have Alex Kappa now. They're right, so they don't have the right tackle, the right guard, and their left tackle, Jonah Williams, dislocated his kneecap. So that's three fifths of their offensive line. However, Joe Burrow's used to not having a great offensive line. Additionally, the Bills, shockingly, have not been the same team since Von Miller went down. Defensively, in particular, from getting a pressure perspective. From the perspective of getting pressure, pardon me, sorry for the coughs, guys. Uh, the Bills, a massive part of the reason the Bills were going to be different this year was the Von Miller edition. People have just kind of memory hold that what, you know, what he, that defense looked like pre and post Von Miller's injury. Also, Skylar Thompson, I know his numbers were terrible. We watched that game. There were openings in that Bills secondary. Yeah. A lot of drops, and Skyler actually played better than the numbers suggest. Right. Joe Burrow ain't no Skyler Thompson. Let's go a little further. The Bills played the Dolphins tail end of the year. Three-point game. The Lions was a three-point game. The Browns was just, and the Jets were just eight-point games. Now, they blew out the Bears, and I give them credit for that. And they beat the Patriots by 12. They did not look great in round one. I do not think their pass defense is going to be able to hold up against Burrow. The Bengals are getting five and a half points. I think the Bengals win this game outright. I think we get a rematch of last year's AFC championship game in Arrowhead. I think the whole neutral site thing is not going to come into play. I think that the difference for the Bengals in going from the Ravens' defense, which might have been the best in the league once they got Roquan Smith, to a Bills' defense that Mac Jones moved the ball on, Skylar Thompson moved the ball on, we have seen teams move the ball on, is going to be dramatic. I like Cincinnati to cover. This feels like a field goal game in either direction, but I also like them to win, and I don't think Josh Allen's going to play a clean game. I think that Josh Allen fumbled the ball three times and threw two interceptions in a game where they were up 17-0 and he didn't have to take chances. But he can't help himself. So I like Cincinnati plus the points. Go ahead. And so in week 17, when DeMar Hamlin went down, this this line was Buffalo minus two and a half. Yep, that was in Buffalo. Yeah. And, this is the, and so this is also in, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. That was in Cincinnati. This one's in Buffalo. I I didn't 
The Bills, Vegas has loved the Bills. They have loved the Bills all year to a level that I don't totally understand. But go ahead. Sorry. Right, now, Burrow is 13 and two against the spread as an underdog of three plus. So I all guess right. I didn't got, know that. But yeah, that's got that that's a favor. helpful note. 13 and two? Yeah. Wow. 13 and two is a pretty good number. It's yeah. an underdog of more than three. Um, but go ahead. Is sir. your mindset here just the Bills lose and the Chiefs win? Well, put, put that Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes thing to rest. Well, the Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes thing has been rusting, if anyone has a brain. <laughs> uh, I do think it is. Here's the thing. I know everyone thinks that I'm just anti-Buffalo. I've been right about Josh Allen. I've been right about the Bills. He has 32 combined picks and fumbles this year. 32. The moat more than any other player in the league. No other player is more than 28. And the guy who was 28 is Matt Ryan, who got benched. Well, maybe it's like the same thing with, like, you know, the point guard has the ball a lot, bound to get turnovers. You're going to have the most the most turnovers. Yeah, but all these quarterbacks the have the ball a lot. Yeah. I, the, the, and I understand he has the ball even more because he runs a lot. I get that part of it. Here's the thing. There is way more pressure for Mahomes if the Bengals win this game. Yep. If the Bills win, he's already beat them in the playoffs twice to neutral site on turf. If the Bengals come to Arrowhead in consecutive seasons and beat Mahomes, if people want to go on television and say Burrow's the best quarterback in football, I'll disagree with it, but they'll have an argument. Right. So there's more pressure on the Chiefs if the Bengals win. Moral of the story, I like Cincinnati plus five and a half. I also like them to win outright. All right, let's get to the last game of the weekend, Niners-Cowboys. San Francisco minus three and a half against Dallas. Bill Simmons says, and he's right, beware of the team that looked a little too good the previous week. Dallas is that. San Francisco's offense and the versatility and how schematically sophisticated it is compared to what Tampa was running is night and day. Tampa can't run the ball. San Francisco has one of the best rushing attacks we've seen in the NFL in years. Dak Prescott just played a perfect game. I don't think he's going to be able to duplicate that. This The only hesitation I have here, I would, I know this sounds dumb, but you guys have heard me say this throughout the year at various times. I would feel better betting this game if it was San Francisco minus six. It was San Francisco minus four and a half, and the money on Dallas drove it down to three and a half. So somebody thinks Dallas, or a lot of somebodies think Dallas, they have the better quarterback. They, they're coming off this great game. I think San Francisco has been the best team in the league this year. I think San Francisco has been better than Kansas City this year. I think San Francisco, with Christian McCaffrey, has looked utterly and thoroughly dominant. I think that pass rush will get to Dak. I think San Francisco will keep the Cowboys' pass rush off balance by running the football as well as they do. And the cheat code for San Francisco is this. When they have <coughs> Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, D. 
Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Those five guys on the field, plus the quarterback and the five offensive linemen, there's your 11. So you know how, DeMonte, you'll like this. You know how in Madden, you finally started winning once I, and I'm not saying this to be rude, explained to you the importance of the defensive formations. Like, hey, if they've got four wide, you can't be in your base defense or else you have linebackers on the receivers. And when you're playing, because you like to run the ball, when somebody's got, uh, when somebody's playing in dime with six corners out there and there's all these little people, you can just run right at them with big people. Here's why the Niners are so devastating. They put those five guys out there. And if you go, okay, they've got a fullback and use check, a running back, a tight end, and then just two receivers. We can play base defense. Well, Christian McCaffrey's basically a running back or a wide receiver for right. me. Use checks the best pass catching fullback in football. Kittle's the second best pass catching tight end in football. If you go big with those same five guys, they can go five wide, spread you out, and now you have a linebacker on Christian McCaffrey or Kittle or both. If you say, all right, we're not letting that happen. We're go- putting our small people out there. And they, get big they can go eye formation with Debo, who's a great runner and blocker. Ayuk is a great runner and blocker. A fullback, Christian McCaffrey and Kittle. So they can keep those same guys out there. Let your whatever defensive personnel you put out there dictate whether or not you're going, you know, what, what they're going to run. They are devastating to deal with. Shanahan's brilliant. I like Shanahan in this spot. It's also an interesting one. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator. Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl when they were up 28 to 3 on Tom Brady and they blew it. Uh, I like that kind of I like that little nuanced matchup. The only reason San Francisco loses is if Brock Purdy turns into a pumpkin. You like Purdy. I don't even think I, if he's going to turn into a pumpkin, it's not going to be a home game against Dallas. Maybe the following week against Philly, if that were to happen, if Philly gets there, I like San Francisco minus three and a half. Go ahead. First off, you're nine and two picking NFC East teams, and you're eight and no picking against NFC West teams. Eight and no picking against yep. NFC West teams. Well, that, I don't know how I feel about that, but go ahead. I just want to say here, don't bet with your heart just because your biggest bet of the year is San Francisco Chiefs Super Bowl. It's a big bet. Yeah, it's a big bet. Notice all your bets is like the best path for that bet to happen. Well, the, my bets are also winning. So for the record, so maybe <laughs> uh, maybe there's something. To, but go ahead. Uh oh yeah. Does that plus minus three and a half scare you with the kicking situation in Dallas? Well, they didn't cut the kicker, right? <laughs> but they did just sign another kicker. So I actually think that's a half measure and dumb. I don't think. You can, I think you needed to either fire the kicker or just be like, you're our guy, we believe. When they're signing kickers, who are they, like, who's? The guys in the, had been in the league but got cut because they missed kicks. And you're going to call them in for the free For the playoffs. The playoffs. Yeah. And so <laughs> I don't like that maneuver. Uh, I, I think it actually adds to Maher's stress level, and he was clearly in his head. Right. But, yeah, that is, I will say, Having a the fact that the shaky kickers on the team I'm not on does make me feel a little bit better. All right, so there's our four picks for the weekend: Kansas City minus eight and a half, 
Giants plus seven and a half with trepidation. Cincinnati plus five and a half and on the money line. And San Francisco minus three and a half. Wrap the show with an offer next. What's right? Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef crafted, never frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I don't even make single game parlays typically. It was not just like random clicking of buttons. It was the exact game script I thought. 40 to 1 because Kelsey Doe <laughs> at the end. Oh, we're in there. Yo. Yo. <laughs> That's amazing. On a Travis Kelsey dive, the Chiefs went for on the. Uh, uh, oh. <laughs> Oh, welcome back in. What a moment that was. I forgot that that was Chiefs-Jags when I hit the 40-1 to when Kelsey got the extra yard at the end of the game to win that game. Crazy. So, this last week we gave out some teasers. We gave out, you know, various winners. I will tell you, I'm going to put a small taste on a Chiefs-Bengals teaser, six-pointer. Chiefs to get to minus two and a half and the Bengals to get up to plus 11 and a half. The reason it's just a small taste is because to, uh, the teasing the Bengals, I'm not getting through enough key numbers. You like I'm getting through the seven and the eight and the 10, but they're already at five and a half. So there's not like enough value there to make that a full blown got to tease. Some people will be teasing the Eagles down. The Chiefs and Eagles will be a very popular teaser, getting the Chiefs from eight and a half down to less than three, the Eagles seven and a half down to less than two. But I think the Giants have a puncher sh- chance in that game, so I'm not teasing that. But that same game parlay was an intriguing one. It's pretty great. And I am going to go back to the well to a degree. So 
I like Trevor Lawrence over 250 and a half receiving or passing yards. And I like Travis Etienne over 18 and a half receiving yards. I am going to include in there, if I can find it, Travis Kelsey over 81 and a half receiving yards. The guy is the all-time leader in playoff receiving yards per game. Anytime touchdown score, we're going to put Kelsey. We are going to put, where is he? Kadarius Toney as an anytime touchdown scorer. And we are going to put Pacheco or McKinnon. McKinnon has been the guy, but I think they let Pacheco get one. Pacheco as an anytime touchdown scorer. If I take that off, where are we at? Yeah. They give it to Pacheco and it was in that five yard line, I feel like. Yep. Kelsey, Pacheco, Tony, all to score. Lawrence, over 250 and a half passing yards. Kelsey, over 81 and a half. Etienne, over 18 and a half. That is 78 to one. So we'll put a little taste on that. And if I manicure this a bit, I'll tweet out what the adjusted same game parlay is. But that's 78 to 1. We'll do that. Let me just see real quick if I add. No, adding the Chiefs minus the 8.5 only makes it 126 to 1. It doesn't double it. Adding the Chiefs on the money. You know what? We're going to throw in the Chiefs on the money line to make it 88 to 1. Because I just gave you a scenario where the Chiefs are scoring three touchdowns for it to hit anyway. Those ex- yeah. at least those three touchdowns. So there it is. Divisional round gambling show. Chiefs minus eight and a half. Niners minus three and a half. Bengals plus five and a half. Giants plus seven and a half. We'll see you Monday as we preview a Chiefs Bengals AFC championship game and a Niners versus somebody NFC championship game. <laughs> We'll do that Monday. Talk to you then. What's right?